Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone, hour number two of the Tuesday program. Uh, getting close to Christmas. Happy holidays to everybody yeah. out there. Appreciate you, you hanging out. It? No, I can't believe it. This, mm. this time is just flying, man. This year has just flown by. Uh, great conversation earlier with Deontay Foreman. Deontay. We don't uh, do a good enough job of plugging the podcast, but go check it out later wherever you consume your podcast. You can find all your favorite zone shows there. But uh, uh, you will love the discussion with Deontay Foreman. Fantastic dude. And it's amazing. Um, was out of football, wound up on the Titans. Last year played six games. I think we all thought, this guy probably get another run here. No. Nope. Contract yeah. expired. Goes to Atlanta. Gets cut at the end of the preseason. Uh, becomes av- and He's available. out there available. Pulled him off the streets. Got two 100-yard games. First thing I said, hey, man, we need to Called go Deontay Foreman. Foreman. Yeah. yeah. Because he fits this scheme. He knows the offense. Hey, man, we can make it, you know, to, to the king gets back. Man, nobody going to replace king. Let's be honest. But, hey, he's done a formidable job. Yeah. He has uh, his career high in rushing yards in a season already this year. In just six games, he matched what he got his rookie year uh, for the Texans. He's already passed that amount. Also has his career high in catches and receiving yards this year. Oh, and those he, screens. Yeah. He's a him catching the ball out of the backfield and they have plays where they empty the backfield and put him out wide. I never really thought of him as because he, I don't think he caught like thirteen balls or something in his career at Texas. Now he ran for a boatload of yards. They had a two thousand yard season. They, it's, it's like I guess why throw him the ball but we can just hand it to him and get the same result. Mm. But uh, he catches the ball really nice. I mean he's He's a nice player. Mm-hmm. As long as the Kings on the team, even when he comes back, like going into next year, yeah, I may not dress him because he's probably just a runner, probably not a real good special team. I'm just guessing. I gotta have that guy on my roster just in case. You know, some you know coaches look at it like, no, nah, we'll just pick him up. He'll be, but no, nah, no, nah, this guy's what he's doing now. I think people are gonna start saying, nah, this guy is pretty solid, and if he stays healthy. Keeps grinding here the next two or three games before the King comes back, man. He's, he's going to have over 500 yards. Yeah. He's going to average 4.5 yards a carry. That's where he is. Yes. In the yeah. NFL and was on a couch. Yeah, he's third-round pick, man. Yeah. Texas. Yeah, we talk about the hook horns and the upside-down horns. And he explained all that to us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and how, he did. He also uh, said. He said that's offensive. Uh, <laughs> he's good friends with B.Y. Yes, he is. Said he ate at his steakhouse. The other thing is this. You know, he, we asked him how many tape jobs against Sears. He said three. Three tape jobs on his ankle. And Blaine asked him, hot tub, cold tub. He goes, well, I'm a hot tub guy, but I got in the cold tub this week. Yeah. How, how? So people hear us mention that. It, just think like. I need to get in a cold tub right now. In any time you you know had to put ice on your knee or your elbow, if you ever had to do that, ice is basically anti-inflammatory. It's like aspirin, but mm-hmm. it's you know it's just cold. Cold does the same thing. It's anti-inflammatory. How long? So are you like up to your neck in the cold tub, and how long? Or is it like just your legs? How are you doing that? Well, well, me personally, yeah. Yes. Most guys are just doing waist down. Okay, yeah, I I would probably rotate, but I I was I would get in uh, neck down. But I'm starting with just the waist down first. You got you. We all carry this little timer clock. Mm-hmm. You just press it, and then I knew I just look at countdown to get to two minutes. And then I'm past reason time, and I can make it. Okay, you know. So once you get past all that, then you're cool. And then I'd go under, you know, and I just sit down, man. You got to have a conversation with somebody so it occupies <sighs> your mind and everything else. Then once you get used to doing it, and you you see the rewards from it, though. That's the key that your body feels fresh. I mean, I got so comfortable with it, 
at the end of my career, I started doing it immediately after the games. I'm not even waiting till the next day. I'm getting in the tub, in the training room immediately. At the stadium? At the stadium. Oh, you're just doing it there before you ever even get in the car to go home. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it just, you feel fresh. uh, And I got in a routine where I would do it every day after practice, but only ways down then, only, you know, all the way down probably on the, you know, after the game or, you know, that Monday when you go over to the facility. But, yeah, it rejuvenates and you feel fresh. So hot tub after, I mean, before practice, cold tub after practice. Start watching these uh, guys who are playing in the league a long time. You start doing that, and you say, oh, I'm going in there then. Yeah. Then so hot tub to loosen you up, I guess. Get that ladder practice. worked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then cold tub after practice. And a lot of young guys, you know, when you're young, you feel like you're invincible. You feel like I could, you could run for days, so they're not doing anything. Right. And they were looking around. You got to start paying attention. Be aware of what's going on around you. I mean, there's a lot of different things they can do now. But, uh, you know, ice wasn't going to cut it. <laughs> just ice in my knees. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, if I was going to do that, then I would have had ice all over the place. <laughs> Foreman is, uh, oh, my gosh. You know how old he is? Seems like he's been around a minute. Um, well, since you just said I'm hinting that it's lower, so 26. He's 25. Oh. He's 25 years old. Man. Uh, he got a lot of tread under his tires. Boy, that 25, ugh, man, um, 25 years old. Now, he would be 26 before next season, but he's still a young guy. But, uh, yeah, uh, he said, yeah, I always liked the hot tub, but I had to hit the cold tub this week. You know, he said, trying to get ready for the game on Thursday. Yeah. Were you were you amazed? And I know we've talked about this some. Were you amazed? Because you're a guy who's like, okay, this is just, just, uh, this is just what I have to do. I got to do this to get my body ready. Were you amazed when you'd see other guys just not do little things? I may not be the fastest guy. I may not be the most athletic. I can't jump the highest. But I could get in the cold tub. You know, I could. Mm-hmm. Did it bother you when you saw guys who didn't do little things that could have helped them or helped their career, or watch extra film, or, or did that bother you? No, no, Uh-oh, that was on him. I mean, you're a professional at this point in time. That's on you. The only thing uh, that would a uh, little irritate me is this: uh, <laughs> when we go through the meetings, they install. Then you go to your individual meeting with your coaches. They install all the same stuff. Then we go through walkthrough, and we install, and it's the same stuff. And then we get on the field, and you mess up. I'm like, so that's four times installed in a day, and you didn't get this? That was the only thing irritating. Everything else is on you. It's, it's up to you. You know, now, if you come to me and ask me about, you know, some things, then I, I'm cool to help you, but, nah, that that's on you. You, you. That'll determine if you'll be in this league long or not. Right. You'll see, you you know the guys who uh, who are serious and are professionals. Uh, you know you got to have a mindset that you're a pro's pro and you're walking with a briefcase, just that you're being an athlete. You better take it that way because there's cheats uh, all over the place, and I call it the cheat sheet, where you're studying things and every team does what they do best. You know the Titans run the ball right; they're running the same running plays all the time. Well, yeah, you just have to stop it. So. Where can you get an edge on trying to beat them to the punch? Mm-hmm. Who's giving you the tips and the keys uh, to the to the house, you know? So that's kind of what I would study every week. Outside of they're also putting in new plays besides your basic plays that you run all the time and try to match it up with the scheme that they run on offense. So uh, I would have latitude with that, you know, because sometimes guys get confused once they start motioning and shifting. I, I get it because, you know, I, sometimes I did. So, you know. Okay, let me ask you this, because you've always... They don't want to do the little things. That's on them. Sure. I I, I can't help you. I'm not going to tell you to do those. 
you mentioned you've mentioned this before. Dice has talked about it on Titans pre and post game. Guys that we have on teams do what they do. They they mm-hmm. run the plays that they run. They install their playbook. They have the and they, base base plays that they're going to run every game. How much, boy? This how much changes from week to week? If you have base stuff that you always run, how much? If that makes how much of the, of a percentage does that make up? Like that never changes, but then you may put take this out and put this in. Uh, ooh, that's hard to say because it was so different week to week. Uh, but let's just use third down, third down base defenses. I mean, that thing it was fifty fifty. We could put in something that we had never run since training camp. Ooh. but so so what happens is in training camp they kind of throw everything at you and you're going to run all these different things. And then each week it's segmented with some of those pieces. And you just put it in and say, we're going to run this, or you give it a tag it a different way, or you run something that you run all the time, but you make some adjustments to it, and that can tweak some guys too. And, that, and that's really tough because you're used to conditioned to run it a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know, It's just like saying, okay, base cover two. All right, it wasn't called that. Then we kind of converted it, and the, the safety was down instead of the corner. But they're like, man, we've run this this way all the time. Why are we different? Well, okay, you go tackle Bettis then. You go tackle Bettis because sometimes they run out of this formation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they go, like, oh, okay, well, I'll get back. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so those are the things that would get a little confusing, a little frustrating for everybody. But it was, all, you know, our coordinators were always really good, and we trusted them. That's why I always talk about trust because not only do the coaches trust you, uh, you also have to trust your players that you're playing with. Mm-hmm. That's why I like, people take for granted, like, to me, Julio Jones hasn't even been out there enough for Tannehill to even trust him. I mean, like, really. People are like, oh, no, you can just like, no, 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 no. There's a trust factor that has to be developing a bond, mm-hmm. especially from quarterback to receiver, uh, that is, is reps. And that's what they're talking about now with A.J. Brown, you know, because they've already developed that. And now it's just you got to get back out there and used to running and you're going to be in shape. You're going to have the concentration. You're going to be sharp or you're going to have your A game. That's all you're worried about. I know you're going to be where you need to be. Right. Uh, you know, so and you got to make sure you're on top of where we're at now with, you know, putting in plays. We maybe have to tweak some things, uh, this, you know, compared to last year, maybe when we do this or versus this team. Uh, so that's where guys have to be student of the game. And you'll be amazed. And I think a lot of people, you know, they look at it and you got to know who you're dealing with and how you have to explain and translate the information to them. And I think that's where guys gets lost uh, because in my early years, I just would translate it into what I could understand. Well, some guys can't even do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got into the league. It was a really complex 46 defense, and it was like foreign language to me. So I would just study all the way every night to midnight. Every night, every night, till I got it where it became natural because I was an instinctive player. And it, once I'm out here thinking, I slow down drastically. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want that because I, I wasn't the same player. I start hesitating, second-guessing everything that I'm doing. So no. So there's a mental side to this, to having success that nobody even thinks about or talks about as a player that helps them have success. Uh, so And once it gets tweaked, and sometimes it could be change of coach, position coach, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden now you feel like you're proving yourself and you've done it this way and now they wanted you to do it this way. Uh, and then all of a sudden they don't look like the same player. Uh, you're like, man, what happened? So, you know, it's just a lot of different things, uh, especially in this day and age, uh, that they have to deal with. But uh, it, it's tougher than it seems than just going out there and playing like you're playing in high school or mm-hmm. something. And always good to get that inside information. Uh, we'll get some more of it next. Coach Mack said to join us. The weekly Mac attack with Coach Dave McGinnis Uh-oh. coming up next on Blaine and Mickey.
Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. You hear that music? It only means one thing. It means Coach Dave McGinnis oh, yeah. is joining us. Coach Dave McGinnis brought to you by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Need great health care coverage and affordable price. Let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. They got you covered. Just like Coach has us covered each week with the Mac Attack. Coach, how in the world are you this Christmas season? Hey, Mickey and Blaine, I'm doing I'm doing great. Let me just say right up yeah, from the start, because I won't, I won't be able to uh, talk to you until after Christmas is over. Merry Christmas and the best to you and your families. You guys are the best, and I wish the best uh, Christmas for both of you. Well, happy holidays to you too, Coach Mack. Man, thank you. Thanks. Yeah, I just absolutely, Coach Mac. You always seem to have these epic holidays. What's a Coach Mac Christmas like? I mean, Santa probably comes down the chimney. You guys have like mm-hmm. a you know a nice drink or something together. Yeah, you, I mean, except Santa has on black. A hundred percent when he comes to see <laughs> Coach Mac. I mean, you got to be friends with Santa, and you, I know you love dogs. You probably get to pet the reindeer. I mean, it's got to be fun to be Coach <laughs> Mac at Christmas. Well, it is. I mean, we, we, we have a really great relationship. And wherever I am, he always stops, and I have something for the reindeer to eat. And, and, you know, we're always, I, I always make sure that he feels comfortable and give him just a little bit of a rest stop. It's never really a real quick hit and just take off again. He hangs around for a while. He likes to talk ball some, too, during the season. <laughs> oh. I love it. Uh, we got to have Santa and Coach Mack in some kind of Titans programming at some point. That needs to happen. Let me ask you this, Coach. What, yeah. are, what are these games like where you play on Sunday and then you've got to play on Thursday to condense an NFL week like that? What is it like? Mentally and physically a challenge. Mm. I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a challenge for the players physically. I mean, it's a challenge for their bodies. You've got a guy sitting there that did it for years. They get into a routine with their bodies and what they do to recover and play. And when you accelerate it, you know, all, uh, that number of days that you have to accelerate it from a Sunday to a Thursday, it's an entirely different. And so you have to start working on that, you know, as an organization, as a training staff, the week before. You know, because it's, it's extremely, extremely important. And then the mental challenge, the mental challenge is being able to flip the script, especially if you are playing an unfamiliar opponent, which the Titans are in an NFC West opponent. This is an unfamiliar opponent now. So everything has been broken down, you know, 10 days prior. But just the mental challenge and the physical challenge of it are, is significant. If you are playing a divisional opponent, the mental challenge is a little bit different because at least you've got some familiarity to fall back on. When you're playing a completely different opponent that is out of your, out of your, out of your division or out of your conference, then the mental challenge of it is on top of the physical challenge. Coach Mack giving us the Mack attack here on Blaine and Mickey on Tuesday. Well, Mack, uh, we can go a lot of different directions <laughs> while they lost, but uh, I guess what I want to ask you is, the refereeing across the NFL, which is a tough job, I, man, I can't understate that. The last two years, I've never seen it being this bad. I don't know if it's just because I'm paying attention a lot more, sitting in the seat I'm sitting in now, but how can we improve refereeing? Yeah, well, to me, that, that's, that, would, take, that would take at least six of our shows to even touch it, and we still couldn't scratch it. Because here, here's, here's the part about it, and yeah. I agree with you. I mean, I, I've always had great respect. I had a great relationship yeah. when I was coaching, especially as the head coach. But the problem with it now that I see from my observation point now, which is, you know, different than from when I was coaching, it's, it's inconsistent. It's inconsistently called from, from uh, you know, uh, crew to crew. Mm-hmm. And then the thing that, that bothers me the most, look, I understand 
a lot of these calls are subjective, and so that's just the way it goes. And competition penalties, I don't mind. But when they cannot properly, you know, administer the game as far as spotting the ball down in distance, being able, being able to administer penalties or, you know, because just like at the end of that ball, and again, first of all, officiating is not why the Titans lost. It, the Titans lost because they turned the ball over. Right. Let's, just, let's just get that out there. They lost because they, they turned the football over in their own territory because, you know, if they would have punted every time they turned it over, they would have won. If they would have punted twice and just turned it over twice, they would have won because the Titans' defense was dominating Pittsburgh's offense. Mm. They were dominating. They were not going to drive and score. The score they made, they got 30 yards in penalties, you know, to be able to get down there on the one-yard line, and it took them uh, three tries to get in from there. So they lost because they turned the football over. That's why they lost, and then offensively they could not score touchdowns when they were able to drive the ball. So that's on that's on that's on the Titans, yeah. and that's how you, that's how you look at it as a coach and a team. You go to the officiating. The thing that bothers me the most, and it and because I'm up there, and when we are trying to convey what's happening through the medium of the Titans radio broadcast, we have to be able to take cues from the officials as to what's going on, mm-hmm. and and sometimes when you're sitting there. And, and you're having dead air trying to, trying to determine what – because you're getting those signals. And then that last play, guys, was, was a gross, gross misapplication of any way that you administer the game. I mean, it, it, first of all, you know, the ball was spotted incorrectly. They, they, they spotted it incorrectly. Then they measured it, measured it, and with a measure with the incorrect spot, then they have to go to New York and say, look, you spotted this ball wrong. Move it back. It's not all of that stuff. That just interrupts the flow of the game, and it also just bothers you because the consistency of that is the issue, in my opinion. Man, you hear that right here from Coach Mac giving us the Mac attack. All right, one more thing about the game, yeah. And that is, how bad was Pittsburgh's offense, or how good? was more so the Titans' defense. Because I hadn't seen a game like that from a Titans' defense in a long time. Man, that was dominating. So what was, you know, closer to the more of the truth, domination of the defense or just Pittsburgh's offense just wasn't that good? Well, I think, I think this defense has been playing really well all mm-hmm. year. I mean, yep. especially that, you know, that, that six-game stretch, even those, even those games that they, that they lost, they still, look, in three games that they've lost, uh, Blaine, and, and I don't have to go any further than this because you understand it clearly, mm-hmm. and I know our listeners will too, and so will Mickey. 13 turnovers in three games. You're not going to win them. Yeah. You're, just, you're, just, you're just not going to win them doing that. This defense has been playing very well all year, and they've been doing it with some different people in and out. But here's the key to it. When they were playing great in that six-game stretch, they could get pressure with four, and now their coverage, they can do a lot of things with their coverage. And plus, you know, their younger players that are playing, you know, when Fulton gets back in there and is able to play, Elijah Molden has really improved a lot. I mean, he's, he's a viable player now, the addition of Buster Screen. But they're playing really good defense, and they're playing really great team defense, and they're playing situationally. You know, last year uh, we've talked about it a lot it was, uh, in the offseason. You know, their third-down defense was a problem. This year, they're a really good third-down defense because they're playing good defense as a whole this year. And so, to me, it was good defense. And, and look, we talked about it on this show before we went to Pittsburgh to play. Roethlisberger's not the same. They had a great plan for Roethlisberger. Yeah. The only way they were able to run the ball was those jet sweeps, yep, you know, yep. with the receivers. I mean, that's the only way they could run the ball. Uh, so, anyway, the defense played really well. Let's just – 
put that out there. And, again, it's a team game, so it's a team loss. But when you start breaking it down, the defense right now is playing really good football, and the offense, if they don't turn it over, are, is moving the football. Look, they've started running the football very well. They are running the football very well. You've got to protect the ball. When you have the ball, you have to protect it. Well, Coach, uh, man, I have to ask you this. I, you know, I'm getting yeah. this from a lot of fans, even just uh, being out and about, and that is can a running back win an MVP in this day and age in the National Football League? Because we're hearing a lot of Jonathan Taylor MVP, and I'm like, well, man, he's got 1,500 yards. I mean, he doesn't even have 2,000 yards. I don't know if a running back can actually even win the MVP when Derrick Henry, the king, last year rushed for 2,000. He wasn't even a finalist for the with the MVP. I think Derrick Henry was on a course to maybe be able to do that this year mm. before he got injured just because he was on such a he was on such a hot tear right. and they were really really moving but it's always going to be hard to take that away from a quarterback yeah. just because of the position and because of the the numbers that that they can put up uh, should they be able to I mean Adrian Peterson was the last one to do it right mm. I mean and so to me and Jonathan Taylor is having a phenomenal year, you know, and the Colts are playing really well. You just got to be honest, you know, and look at them and see. But I would think it would be hard for Jonathan Taylor to win that this year. But I really think that at the time before, you know, before he had the injury at Indianapolis, Derrick Henry was kind of on course to make it really hard for people that are voting on that to say this guy doesn't deserve any consideration. Mm, I'm interested to see if Derrick Henry opened the window for now running backs to have a shot, even though he didn't win it. We're on with Coach Mack giving us the Mack attack. Coach, um, one thing I noticed, and, and I know this had to make you happy to see, you talked a little bit about the defense, and Mike Vrabel even brought this up. I think you even mentioned in the broadcast, there was one play where they missed three tackles on the play, and they still held the runner to note. There were so many guys swarming the ball. <laughs> yeah. It almost looked like it was comical at times how many Titans there were around the ball every play. Well, uh, look, and, and that, that's something that is, it has been, you know, very common to all great defenses I've been associated with in my, you know, three decades of coaching defense in this league. You've got a guy sitting right there with you that's been on some really outstanding defenses. Hey, number one, number and, one, yeah. Yeah, and team defense is about everybody getting to the ball every play. Not just sometimes, it's every play. And so, you know, when you hear me say on the broadcast, they are racing to the football, that's exactly what I, what, what I mean. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not okay. I've done my job, I've held my gap, I've held my responsibility, I've held my third of the field, I've held my curl to flat. You know, it's once the ball, look, once the ball declares, get to the ball as fast as you can. And that's why, you know, all the defenses I've been on in the, in the team meeting rooms, Blaine's been has experienced this as a player. Get that, get that uh, laser pointer and point it, even if you win and say, are you running? Are you running? Are you running? Are you running? Uh, look, look, I, I, I've done that, and, 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 and everybody, everybody buys into it and gets it because that's, that's what it takes. That's what it takes. The athletes you're playing against are on offense in the National Football League, regardless of the success of their teams, are still great athletes. That's why they're here, and especially those guys that get the football in their hands. They're the skilled athletes. You know, they're the space athletes. And so you've got to get people around them. And so it all starts with a mindset. And you can tell that this – we've talked about this since training camp with this defense. They, they had the mindset that we're going to flip this. And so you can see that. But ask, ask Blaine about some of those 
film sessions he was in with that laser pointer. Oh yeah, that was that was <laughs> fun, everybody, boy. Everybody <laughs> sitting there because it's you know when that when that when that green or red dot is on you, yeah. there's nowhere to hide. Oh, are yeah. you running? Just you you tell us. Are you running? I'm not going to say a word. Yeah. You tell us. And if you are running, then I need to find somebody to run faster. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I could go through a story, but I'll, I'll wait about me personally. But hey, coach, once we realized we got Henry Ford to run to the ball, we said, "Oh man, we've accomplished a lot here, man. This this guy's running to the ball." Because <laughs> Ford man be like, "Hey man, that's a long way over there." <laughs> hey, hey, but once you get your we big guys that. running, that's when you know everybody's built into it, right? Mm-hmm. Um. The defense, as well as its playing, it picked up last season's leading tackler, Zach Cunningham. It was the, it was a nice first appearance for him on Sunday in Pittsburgh. It looked like. Well, I liked what they did with him. They had a package, you know. They had a three linebacker package that they put him in there with. You know, at one time you had he 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 Jayon Rashawn in there at the same time. I mean, this guy's a player. Yeah. And this guy this this, this guy's got a GPS to the ball. And as I said, I mean, he he's pretty angry when he's playing too mm. i mean i, I you know, and it, and and you know he's, he's a big long he's a big long tall uh you know he, he's a little bit he's a he weighs more than, than than keith did when keith played but bullock was a long linebacker yeah. and those long linebackers that can quick trigger i mean they can cover a lot of ground not only with their feet and their speed you know but but they also they got length yeah. and uh so he he has a dimension to this uh second level of defense that i think is going to be really nice Man, this is good stuff, talking football with Coach Mack. The Mack Attack, we do it at the same time every week right here on Blaine and Mickey. Well, Coach, give us the GPS to the San Francisco 49ers, man, because they've won five of the last six. And every time I watch them, I go, ooh, man, we played them. I start watching them right when they start getting it all together in that running game and the play-action pass. I'm like, ooh, this team's going to be pretty tough. I'm glad we're getting them in the short week and they got to come way over here. All right, look, this football team, first of all, the 49ers are a better total football team than the Steelers are. Let's just get yeah. that out there. Yeah, yeah they, they are better. And then offensively, you know, Kyle Shanahan learned from his dad and, and his sequencing of play calls. And when I study film and study play callers, I look at their sequencing. You know, you, you talk about layering. Well, sequencing is different. Sequencing is being able to either layer it, you know, set up a play with a play, or reverse sequencing it going the other way and then trying to see how they're going to adjust to the adjustment, and then come back to the base. He's he's really good at that. He learned it from his dad. His dad was one of the best. Mike Shanahan was one of the best at this, with all the movement. With and the, and this run game, this run game is inside zone, outside zone. This 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 run game is is a, is a power gap scheme. This run game is a misdirection multiple pull scheme. This run game is is Debo Samuel in the backfield. This is a very multi-layered run game. This is the most sophisticated run game that mm. takes all aspects of the that's in the National Football League. Mm. Baltimore is different because they've got their quarterback as a primary runner, and so that scheme is. But this one, mm. this one puts a real eye pressure, eye discipline pressure on your second and third levels because this is if you're out of any gaps on this, and they challenge gaps, they create gaps with inserts, they create gaps with pulls. They create gaps, you know, with down, down, pull around. This is a very, very sophisticated run game that they're getting ready to play. In my humble opinion, it's the most sophisticated run game in the National Football League. No, no doubt about it. Uh, well, I guess talk a little bit about their defense and, and Warner and Crew, let alone those Bosa. I mean, man, the passers they have. <laughs> oh, man. 
Well, yeah, I mean they've got, they, they, yeah, they've got they've got dudes up front, you know, and led led by Bosa. But Warner, look, Warner is a big time collision eraser yeah. in the back, and it's it's hard to fool him. You know, it, it, you get those veteran linebackers that have great eye discipline and also a great feel and 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 an instinct. It comes from from film study. You you did it, Blaine. You know, a lot of times. You can get ahead of blocks and you can get ahead of schemes just by film study and, and getting your, you know, as we used to call it, you did too, bird rabbit keys, you know, that, that you pick up from really studying film, not just watching film, studying film. And that's what this guy is. He beats a lot of schemes by getting ahead of the blocks. And so it, you, you've got you've to not only get a hat on him, you've got to be able to be sure that you secure him even past the second level because this guy is a real, really good tackling machine behind the line of scrimmage mm. well with coach mack giving us the mack attack coach the nfl current rules allow a guy to be on ir for three games then he can come back obviously that's a, a newer system that's come about as as a result of covid for aj brown or chris jackson or any of these guys who are coming off this covid list and then they start to practice what's the biggest challenge for them is it is it the football shape part? Is it the getting hit again? Is it getting reacclimated to game planning? And what what's the biggest challenge? Well, the biggest challenge, first of all, is once they get out on the practice field and start going to an up tempo, is see how their bodies and their injury point reacts the next day. Mm. That's the that's the biggest thing. All right, because you know they they're doing something physical all the time when they're reacting. Sure. But but being being able to get out there on the on the practice field and then go through a full practice and put your body through what you have to do at your various positions, whether it's a lot of, whether it's a, it, it's a lot of straining and pushing for offensive and defensive linemen, whether it's change of direction, you know, uh, and, 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 and violent uh, start-stops for the skill position, then see how that body and that injury uh, point react the next day. That's the next level and the next step that they have to take. So, I mean, it's not like when you're injured, you're just sitting around all day. That doesn't happen. You know, but, you know, so it, it's not so much getting back into physical condition. What it is is getting back into seeing whether you have now, how does your body react to what you're going to put it through once you're in a game? Coach, great stuff. As always, we're already at the end of our segment. Man, it just flies by. But uh, Merry Christmas again to you. And uh, we know you're going to enjoy calling the game on Thursday night. We're going to enjoy listening to it. Guys, Merry Christmas to you guys and, uh, and all of our listeners, all of our great listeners. And uh, I'm getting ready to get out of the truck and go to practice right now. Yes, sir. Cool. Coach Matt, giving us the Mac attack. Thank you, Coach. See you, guys. Yeah, okay. see you, guys. Yes, sir. We say goodbye to Coach. Uh, when we come back, uh, Bill from Spring Hill has been on hold. Bill, we will get to you next. If you want to hold through the break, we'll grab your phone call and uh, would love to talk to you. I think he wants to talk some officiating. So we will talk to Bill. If you want to squeeze in a phone call, Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline, 615-737-1045. We'll get you on. Also hear from Rashawn Evans. He talked about a night and day difference of the confidence of this year's Titans team. Interesting soundbite from today that I caught earlier. But first, would you like to go to the game? Titans fans, it's Titans Ticket Tuesday. Each week before home games, you got a chance to win a pair of tickets to see the Titans square off against, well, this week it's the 49ers. All the 2021 home opponents at Nissan Stadium, thanks to Kentucky legend. That's some good stuff. Be caller five now. For your chance to win Titans versus 49ers tickets, Thursday Night Football in Nashville. Here's the number, 615-737-1045. You want more information on Titans Ticket Tuesday presented by Kentucky Legend. Visit 1045thezone.com.
Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Beautiful day in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Hopefully you're enjoying it. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. We appreciate it. Uh, sure do. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to all of you out there. Let's get Bill's call on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. Then there's an interesting soundbite from Rashawn Evans talking about confidence level from last year to this year. You will like this if you're a Titans fan. But uh, let's get Bill on first. Bill, thank you for calling. Hey, uh, thank you, guys. Merry Christmas to you, Blaine and Mick. Hey, yes, sir. Uh, it's a beautiful day in Middle Tennessee. That's what I tell you guys every time I call, and you're the only show that I call up. Hmm. I, I have a couple of things. Well, once again, thank you and Merry Christmas. But just a couple of things to hit on. I run a sports field. It's not nothing like football, baseball, basketball, anything like that. And I hate to say this. I don't hate to say it, but it's a paintball field. We have to go out sometimes on occasion and play the team, our opponent, plus the referees. (laughs) Now... Yeah, exactly. I mean, you you got to play against sometimes and in, in them referees. But what I am looking at football this year, we are looking at, I think, a new generation of referees coming into the sport, and everybody's dependent on that. That let's look at it again. Let's see it again. Replay. Where you know, in the past, it was not like that. And now we're we're having young refs coming in. All the older refs have retired, and hoorah for them. Uh, but it, the uh, other thing I wanted to talk about was, you know, us bringing in Julio Jones and also bringing in uh, Peterson. Where are they at? What are they doing for us? You know, the Titans have spent that much money on them guys. What are they doing? And, you know, Blake, I told you a hamstring is a harder thing to get over. And you know that as well as anybody. It is tough to get over a pulled hamstring. But anyway, brothers, everybody have a good Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I'm going to sit back and listen to you guys. Let's go, Titans. Thank tighten you, up. Yeah, yeah, tighten all the way up, Bill. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> what a veteran, guys. Uh, I mean, from the beginning, I, I wasn't a big proponent of Julio Jones. As much as I, I like him as a player, I just think a receiver position in, in this scheme and system Probably you're not going to get your bang for buck. And then he had an injury history. And, you know, kind of I think John Robinson was thinking he can get value for an injured player. And he still gave up a second-round pick. So, yeah. uh, And hopefully he could be rejuvenated and stayed healthy. Uh, so, unfortunately, he hasn't. It's going to be interesting, you know, conversation after the season uh, based off, uh, you know, just his, how much is he playing, how much is it worth, and then how much are you locked in that you got to keep him. Uh, so that's going to be interesting, and it, it's always tough when you get you know veteran players, especially someone as highly acclaimed and as good as Julio, and still has something to tank. He maybe not a one, but he he's a one B still. I, I firmly believe that if he could stay healthy, and hopefully he can get healthy, uh, you know maybe end of the season or playoffs or maybe even this game. They're saying it's a possibility he may go. Wow. So I, you know that's kind of what they're saying. I you know they're not saying he's out. Right. So we shall see. Short week, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on it. Uh, and it's always tough when you're playing the refs. I mean, it's a tough job. Instant replay has really killed it. I think they lean on that, and we'll just go look and uh, kind of go from there. Makes them hesitant. I get it, though. See him with a little Titan sound. Rashawn Evans, this is from Jim Wyatt earlier today, talking about the confidence, confidence level of this year's defense, which is playing lights out. They're in the top ten now, total defense. They played their way in the top ten. This is Rashawn Evans talking about this year versus last year. 
like it's night and day, and you know it was one of those things that it, it you know it took some time to happen. You know, gradually as we got better individually, you know you start seeing the defense making more plays, start seeing players you know get used to playing with guys that's naked on the side of them, the side of them. So you know the more and more that we get you know games up on our belt and you know going late into this this season, um, you know we, we're hitting on all cylinders. It feels like so. You know we just got to continue to be consistent in what we're doing, and you know once we gotta. Once again, we got to go against another big challenge against the 49ers, who is a good run offense. And, you know, uh, you know, going against these guys is going to be really exciting. Yep. Uh, Titans right now number nine in total defense. 49ers, number six. It's a good 49ers team. This is it, a, it's a good team. Really good team. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, man, I, are, the, are the Titans, I think the 49ers are favored, right? Yeah. I didn't, man. I, well, it I was up I was, to three and a half points the I last time I, was I looked. Reading it wrong, yeah, man. I, I three just, and a half. Ooh, they won five of the last six, right? Yep. Really good defense, good running game scheme. Uh, the key will be the defense. Unfortunately, how much can they get in Garoppolo's head? That's going to be the key because he can make some throws. He's not the athlete that Tannehill is, but he can make some throws. He has a quick release. They got to get in his head and start, you know, even hitting him, even if he doesn't have the ball, because he gets a little skittish when he starts uh, getting hit, especially in clutch time. Time for us to hand it off. It's clutch time for us. Ding, ding. It's, it's go time. Three uh, HL. They're in Gallatin, right, Lucas? At, at B Dubs in Gallatin. Always a fun trip to Gallatin. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So yeah. go by and go by and Check see him. Mark Mariani. Yeah. Mark Mariani's going to be hanging out. Oh, is he? Out. Yeah. Ooh. The return specialist. If we leave now, we can probably catch him. But we got to go. <laughs> in the meantime, in between, and as always on this beautiful day, Mickey, you know it. We all know it. <laughs> Peace. Peace.